Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. What we are doing is, it's a brand new, happy new year to y'all, first off. We're here, and there's a lot of transition that's been happening at the church. So some of you that might not fully be aware, I'm going to give you like a previously on uh, for Thrive Church, you know what I'm saying, our little show that's coming out. Just kidding, it's not coming out. But um, basically, we've been having a lot of transition. God's been speaking. He's been moving. And it's been one of those seasons of a lot of change, which is good. So next Sunday, as we announce, it's Transition Sunday. You're not going to want to miss that where we'll, we will officially install Pastor Chris as lead pastor. Come on. Hey, now. And Pastor Eric is going to get a chance to share his heart, Pastor Chris, as well, with this whole season and how it's all happened. So our heart for you today is to be able to hear from the men of God as far as how it happens. I'm asking them a couple tough ones, you know, some that you guys might want to ask yourselves. And um, no, I'm just kidding. But no, we're going to get to hear. And, and I think through that process, all of us go through seasons of transition where we have to hear from God, especially when option A and B are both good. It's even harder. Can I get a witness on that? Option A and B are both hard. It's like, God, which one are you in? Saturday, it's A, and then Monday, it's, oh, it's B, you know? <laughs> the one with more money is when it's depressing. Taco Bell or Jack in the Box. Hey, <laughs> they're both good. They're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think some of you will be encouraged in how we can hear how they have navigated this season. It's incredibly tough, challenging, but I think it's been one of the healthiest things I've been a part of, I've been seeing. So I'm excited to get into it. We're going to get into it today. It's going to be fun. It's like a live podcast interview. We're going to have some fun today. And hear their hearts. Amen. So the first one, Pastor Eric, how did it happen for you? When did you feel God speaking to you? Maybe you could take us back throughout the whole process of um, maybe before and then also like when it became real this last year. Sure. And uh, again, Happy New Year, family. Come on, give Jesus praise in the house. I believe with all my heart, the best is ahead. The best is ahead for Thrive. The best is ahead for the church of Jesus Christ in this country. Pandemic, politics, social pressure. The church always does historically, if you look at a little bit of church history, the church has always done its best under pressure. Just so you know, when it's easy, the church gets lazy and fat. Oh, no. Talk about it, Pastor. I'm not even answering the question. I'm just letting you know. That, that when there's persecution, struggle, strife, that's when the church is at its best. So get ready, because great things are ahead for you, for your family, for your ministry with people, just so you know. Um, and this is different. We've never done this. I've never done this in a, on a Sunday. And so next week, we have a great preacher coming. Dr. Isaac Canales is preaching next Sunday. Uh, he's going to preach the paint off the walls. So do not miss. Make sure you're here. Invite a friend. So uh, the question about my transition and just kind of uh, when did I know that I was kind of on the clock um, is kind of how I would describe it. I was a basketball coach, the 24-second shot clock, you know, um, uh, was actually probably two, two, three years ago, maybe three years ago, as I began a sense of stirring. And we hope that you benefit from this conversation, not just informationally, but in your own decision-making process is that it was, it was probably about three years ago where uh, I began to feel a stirring. And uh, I recall uh, feeling still very much in love with my church, very much in love with Thrive, the people here. 
Um, but for the first time in my ministry here, having a, a clear sense of where we should go, but, but beginning to sense that I probably wouldn't be the one to lead it all the way. So there wasn't really any confusion about what Thrive should do, but just a sense that I'm probably not going to be the captain of the team um, to see it all the way through. And, um, and that shift began, and when that shift began, again, I'd say at least three years ago, I began to talk with Pastor Chris and, uh, and talk to him about uh, some things. My philosophy has always been to prepare the people around me for whatever God has for them. Just investing in them uh, with an open hand, knowing that as I pour into a staff member, God might call them to some other place, and that's okay. Just want to prepare them for whatever God has for them. So I've been talking with Pastor Chris for a number of years about what he might want to do, and he had a lot of different ideas. But about three years ago, talked to him seriously about would he consider uh, succeeding me here as the lead pastor of Thrive. Uh, trusting his heart, trusting his vision, uh, knowing that he's a part of us, part of this place, that he's not unknown. It's not like some hired gun from somewhere. He's a son of this house, and um, he, uh, by now he should uh, look a little bit like me. By now. <laughs> Smell a little bit like me, because we hang out enough. But not be me, but still be some himself, right? And so um, we began to work together. And to be very honest, if, if you haven't heard this yet, um, two years ago, uh, two and a half years ago, we started to actually um, sh uh, make small adjustments here at our church uh, in ways that, that I was good with, but I knew that Pastor Chris was great with. So I was good, like I felt very much at peace about some of the small adjustments we were making, but I knew that Pastor Chris really, he was really feeling that. So that it would be prepared for him, so he would be prepared for this house, and that this house would be prepared for him if they chose him. And they did. And so um, that's, that's kind of how it began. Amen, amen. So that's why you kind of started doing the fun parts of staff meeting. Like, all right, Pastor Chris, you got it? All right, I'll be in my office. I'm going to take this phone call with the district and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Work, I'll get a little early start on my sermon. and uh, No, for sure, because I started noticing that. I'm like, hmm. I knew Pastor Chris was getting raised up for something. I didn't know when and where. Sometimes you're on staff. You're just along for the journey, right? Pastor Chris, how did it happen for you maybe when you felt like you wanted to be a lead pastor, whether it was here or somewhere? We didn't know, right? And then kind of how it happened more recently this last year. For sure. And, um, man, forgive me. I'm still recovering from that worship set. So Come on, I. that was so good. Give Come on, can we water. just give it up for the worship team real fast? Amen. With the, the team's amazing. I see you, Christian. <laughs> I see you I was the in back. the corner over there. I'm like, how am I going to do an interview after that? That's like, the same my thing, goodness. So good. Um, so first off, um, I, I just have to give uh, a shout out and, and just honor Pastor Eric. I do almost every time I'm on this stage. But um, really, I think where it started is uh, if you were to not look at just our relationship, but it started with uh, an amazing lead pastor um, giving a young man a shot and an opportunity to uh, do what Jesus called him to do. And so from, from the beginning, um, I thought that I was called to thrive, to, to help thrive. And 
I didn't realize that. And, and for Thrive to help me, for sure. I think that's the best relationship you can be in, whether you're at work or any type of relationship where you're learning, but also you're able to help as well. But not knowing that uh, Pastor Eric was, or God was sending me, Pastor Eric, to be uh, a pastor, a mentor, a spiritual father in my life. And so um, really, I would say started there because as I started, I was here as a youth pastor. Um, how many were here when I was here as a youth pastor, right? Okay, like a few. That's cool. Great. I'm glad you're still here. <laughs> that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. It was like eight, nine years ago. And I started realizing that um, I wasn't really just called to a job. I was called to a person and a place. And that was really significant for me. I was, I was really called to help not just this house, but also, you know, follow Pastor Eric and whatever God had on his heart and his vision and do that in the context of youth. So around the time we were transitioning out of youth was when I started feeling, and that transition was really cool because I started feeling that, okay, I, I'm done here um, with leading youth. And, and really how that happened was I remember being here on a Wednesday. It was a really, really big Wednesday. We had a lot of teenagers. And then that Friday, we had a young adult night. Um, if you didn't know, that's how Pastor Juan actually started here, is he started leading our young adult nights. I was giving them gas money to come. Yeah, I was still at another church. But Don't I tell was, them. I, but our, our, we didn't have a youth worship team anymore. So he's like, hey, bro, you want to come lead worship for Young Adult Night on Friday nights once a month? I'm like, he's like, hey, bro, you want to come back? I'm like, I'll keep coming. Yeah. Yep. It was great. Turned into like eight months. And then finally I was like, you want to just stay here? <laughs> I was like, yeah. You know, like my pastor's like, we bless you out. Amen. Amen. So it was great. And so really just, it was just really, really good. And I remember that weekend, probably one of the best weeks. You know when you just have a really good week when you do just really good, and God just shows up, and it was amazing. And I just remember God telling me, hey, if you can do this with this amount, what can you do if I gave you more? And he asked me that, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I didn't want to be arrogant. I was like, I, I don't know. I, I think we can do something really cool, Jesus. And he said, okay, well, you're done with youth, and we're going to step you into the next season. Not knowing that at the same time, this was really key, at the same time, this is like four or five years ago now, Pastor Eric was feeling the same thing over me. Wow. And so we have a conversation. He beat me to it. I was about to have the conversation with him that day. And then he called me in the office and said, hey, Pastor Chris, I don't know why, but I don't know if you're feeling this, but I feel you're done with youth. and would love to have you step into something next. And that was just kind of a sign from God that, okay, I'm called to stay here, to build this house, um, to follow Pastor Eric. And then now going into two and a half, three years, again, Pastor Eric calls me in his office and says, hey, Pastor Chris, you want to be the lead guy here one day? And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I think that would be really cool and really special, not knowing the timing. I think that was really key is we, we really didn't know the timing, but just this agreement that, hey, let's work together. And, and so grateful for a, a lead pastor to allow me a part of the process of building the house of God. Um, not many people trust the way Pastor Eric trusts. And I think that's so key in this story is that when God gives you something, you have to get out of the way and you have to let him do what he wants to do with the pieces that are around you. Um, I, lo I love what Pastor Mike Todd says. He says, you have everything, you have what you need right in front of you. He always talks about that. You have what you need right in front of you. And, and not knowing 
that I was going to be part of this whole process that God was doing with, with Pastor Eric and him feeling done. And, and so, so I said yes, not knowing what I was saying yes to. And then like three months later, we started four services. <laughs> and it was just crazy. And we were going for it. And I remember, I'm almost done. Long story short, you did, you did. Went, into, uh, went to a conference. And at this conference, it was in SoCal, felt like um, I was supposed to go. And it was really, really good. But there was this message that a pastor preached. And it was, they did this thing called seven on seven where they had seven preachers preach for seven minutes. It was kind of cool. And the last pastor preached and he talked about Joseph and he talked about how Joseph uh, was in prison. And the only way Joseph was able to get out of prison was not by interpreting his own dream, but by interpreting someone else's dream. Because Joseph was in prison with the, with the baker and the cutmaster, right? And, and, he interpreted their dream, and it was only when they interpreted their dream and served their dream that Joseph got out of prison to fulfill his dream. And, and, and this dude's preaching, and I'm like, I'm crying. And I'm not talking like cute cry. I'm talking like, like boogers, you know what I'm saying? And ugly you cry. know when God just hits yeah. you? You ever, you ever get a message where God just hits you in the heart? We need more of that in the church, Pastor Chris. Come on, we need the ugly cry. That's what I'm saying. No mascara for you know, the ladies. You already know it's coming. Right. You know like when Oceans came on in 2015? Yeah. Like that, you know? Like that type of moment. And I, I'm just, God just, I said oceans and some people were like, what? <laughs> I felt in my heart that God wasn't calling me. So really God wasn't calling me to lead a church or God wasn't calling me to be a lead pastor. I, I think that made sense to me, but I didn't really know. But really God was calling me to really serve Pastor Eric's vision. And, and I'll just piggyback here. I think that that's a, that's a word for, for some or someone or some today online is your way forward is to serve. It isn't to strive. It's not to strive with authority. It's not to strive for yourself. The biblical kingdom model of promotion is to serve. That he will raise those who, are, who humble themselves, right? So, so as Pastor Chris, uh, he was always in sync, never... I, he never strived, but as he kind of caught the vision, oh, my way forward is to serve the dream of another. I think that that is a missing principle in many believers' lives. And we get frustrated that we're not the one getting the promotion or those doors aren't opening for us. And, and we can call it nepotism and we can call it politics, but that's putting God below the authority of men. The problem is not nepotism or politics because God is greater it could be just bad timing. It's not your hour. Right. Or perhaps we should be more focused on serving yes. rather than striving. Because when God gives you more, he has to trust you with it. Absolutely. And if it's about us getting what we want to get, then we got to protect it because we got it. When God gives it to you, no one can take it. So there's freedom in that, right? So it's just, that's, a, that's a good word. That's a good that, word. That is a good yeah, word. I didn't mean what I just said. I meant what you said. We're going to get the offering a... buckets ready or something? Like, that was... <laughs> Round two. Round we two, hit right? one more point. Ushers, get ready. I'm just telling you right now. That's but, so good. And that was exactly that. that. That is exactly what Pastor said, is even in this whole process, I have felt just the grace of God walking into this because it wasn't something that I felt I needed to earn. It was something that God trusted me with 
because of the authority in my life. The people in my life trusted me as well. And uh, it was that day where I just said, okay, God, I'm going to go all in with whatever Pastor Eric wants to do for your kingdom on this earth. Like that was what I told God in that moment. And um, that's just how it's been. Even through COVID, even through times where we've gotten along and the one or two times we haven't because we work together and we like hang out all the time. But um, it was this thing that I knew I'm, this is my calling. And, and I love it because God doesn't call us to things. He calls us to people. He calls us to people. And I think sometimes we think we're called to tasks and the callings and occupation, but that's not true. I've learned that the calling is to people. And um, I was called to Lathrop and I was called to this house and I was called to Pastor Eric. And one more testimony just uh, regarding Pastor Chris is it was probably five years ago where we were talking about his potential future, wherever that might be. And Pastor Chris had had a couple of job offers um, and... uh, one thing he told me, and I believe him, is he said, Pastor Rick, I, I will not take anything you don't bless. So he really submitted wow. to my fatherhood, spiritual fatherhood in his life, that if I didn't think it was a good idea, he wouldn't take it. And so that meant he trusted me enough to not be just looking to keep him, but that I was going to care about God's will for his life. And I think there's a sweet surrender in that, because really he was trusting God. Right? He was trusting God by submitting to the authority that God had put in his life um, and, and, uh, and wanting to be counseled and advised. Hey, man, I think people, folks need to catch this today. If you're somebody in authority, look for the people that are rising up to have something on them. Pray about it. Give them the little question. Hey, what would you think about maybe leading this, leading this place one day? You know, give them the question. Give them an opportunity to see how they respond. And then if you're the young gun, don't go on needapastor.com. And try to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't get it outside of God. God told him to just serve. Come on. We need to catch this. We need to catch it. It's so good. Speaking of new things, it's a new year. Yeah. It is officially 2022. We are here. Can we? T- All of us are taking inventory right now. We're thinking about what's next in our lives, what we got to stop eating, what we need to start eating, what we need to stop doing, what we need to start doing. What is next for Thrive? Pastor Chris, we can start for you. This next season, this next year. What is next for Thrive? Yeah, so in August, we had the conversation of me becoming the lead pastor, and we walked through the process, and it was really cool to see God's story in it all. Um, But one of the things that was really big, and Pastor Eric alluded to it, is that um, we designed it to where I was able to now take the lead, but didn't feel like I had to change everything. And that's something that I'm really excited for. I believe, and and we're going to actually, I'm super excited for January. Next week, we got the transition service. On on January 16th, we're launching the theme for the year with the wristbands and the whole theme and the message. Um, And one of the things I'm really excited for is I believe that we are just getting started. And so I I don't believe that, and, and I know this, it's not that I just believe this, but this is a fact that Thrive is not a place that needs to be fixed. But I believe that God has positioned this season to take us to where God wants to take us. And so uh, for me, I'm really excited because I don't feel like I have to or we have to start over. So this year is not a reset. I think for some people it's a reset. But in my heart, it's not a reset. I feel like God is calling us to relaunch Thrive, right? And, and And not to relaunch because I'm the guy. 
but to relaunch because how many know COVID was crazy? And so the, if 2022, 2020 and 2021 were the same year, it really felt like that. And so to relaunch us strong and I'm very excited for this year. So a couple things. One is, um, and, and it's some language we've been working on and we're going to roll out throughout the year. Uh, number one, I believe that 2022, we're going to experience Jesus. We're going to experience Jesus. We're going to, what does that mean to me is that people are going to know him. They're going to have a relationship with him. As I was even over there praying and we were singing Defender and I'm just reminding myself of what God's did, done in my life. I just had this, just, just, just saying in my head that there's no one like Jesus. And I want people to know that Jesus. I want like if they knew him, that's what I kept hearing in my heart. If they knew him, if they really knew Jesus, everything would change. Not just a cool church, not just a cool ministry, um, not just, uh, just stuff. But if they knew the person, if they knew Jesus, their whole life would be different, would be different forever. And what if God used this place so people could experience him. And so um, I, will, I believe that through our devotion nights, uh, through our Sunday mornings, uh, we're going to do some conferences this year, which I'm very excited about. We're going to have our women's conference. We're going to have our men's conference. We're bringing back our youth, young adult conference. We're going to have a volunteer dream team conference this month. And so we're, we're setting up these conferences, these Sundays that we're going to work with staff and the directors really so that way people can experience Jesus. Right? We're doing our devotion nights pretty much once a month. Why? So that way people can experience Jesus. Secondly, we, we believe that, I believe 2022, people, we're going to love others. We're going to love people. And so we're going to do that through serving. We're going to do that through our dream team, uh, through, through Connect, through security, through coffee, through kids in the back. Come on, kids in the back. We're going to love them. We're going to do that through all our teams. We're going to do that through our outreaches. We're going to do that through, back. I believe, backpacks this year. We're going to give out more backpacks than we ever have. I believe that Fall Fest, we're going to have more people at Fall Fest than we've ever had at Fall Fest. And we almost stopped the freeway at this Fall Fest. For those of you that were here, we, we caused the traffic jam, which was kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of excited about that. Well, Luckily, the, no one got in an accident. The problematic but, church. Yeah. But that was, that was pretty cool. We're going to pass out more Christmas gifts. On, and so all our Love Our City events, all our serving opportunities, we're just, we're just going to love people. And, and then lastly, in 2022, we're going, to, we're going to heal the world. I believe that. We're going to heal the world. And uh, for me, that's not just global missions and supporting our missionaries. For, but for me, that's, I believe we heal the world one person at a time. And so I believe this house is a place of healing. And through our small groups. That's why Thrive Groups, we're going to focus on Thrive Groups more than we ever have before because healing and discipleship and freedom takes place through growth track, through all these things we do throughout the week that this house really is a house of healing. So I believe 2022, that's what we're going to do. We're going to experience Jesus. We're going to love people and we're going to heal the world. And we got a building project coming and this whole hey, no. building for the most part, we're going to have an, a facelift of our sanctuary, an updated lobby, an updated kids wing, an updated cafe. All this is going to happen in 2022. But I'm excited that it's not a reset, but we're just relaunching to what God wants to do this year. Amen. So Amen. that's that's my heart for 2022. Amen. Amen. We're making room for people. We're making room for people. It's going to be great. Pastor Eric, you've shared 
that you are taking on a new role. And can you share with us how your 2022 is going to look? Sure, sure. And, and, and I will. Let me also just mention this. The building project is something that we had planned a couple years ago. The pandemic put uh, a lot of obstacles in place, obviously. Um, and it's not like we're out of the pandemic yet. We're not. It's still happening. Um, we have some supply issues. And so um, our prayer, if you could pray with us, is that the, uh, we're working with our architect to get the plans ready. Our, our goal would be to have our grand opening in September of this year with a enlarged sanctuary, new multimedia, um, enhanced kids area, um, and, and renewed offices, reconfigured offices. Before, uh, in the fall of 2019, before the pandemic, we were at four services, and that was a lot of work. That was a lot. It was hard on our teams. Uh, to do that. Kids, connect, worship, even the preacher. Four times is a lot. And so we are going to prepare this place for the harvest that we know is coming. We know God's going to win the lost. Lathrop is growing like gangbusters. Mantique is growing like gangbusters. Even through the pandemic, everyone's selling houses for like a million dollars. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Um, but, but so people are coming in. We want to get ready for them. To minister to them effectively. So keep that, will you keep that in prayer, family? This uh, the building project for our church because it's all about people. Um, the transition. So, so I want just in case there's ever any anyone had a question, what makes this transition unique, other than that we are actually like working together to transition with our amazing board of directors and and we we put together a a plan that we thought pleased the Lord and the the membership approved of that plan in our business meeting. Uh, beyond that, I am not tired. I'm not burnout. I'm not mad. I'm not frustrated. People are very nice to me. You're nicer to Sister Lori for a reason, some reason, but I don't know. But you're nice enough. Everyone, everyone's very loving here. And um, as I've shared with other pastors and friends when they heard the news, is uh, I, I'm, 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 the transition wasn't based out of, out of like hurt or need. It isn't, Thrive Church is super healthy, as healthy as it's ever been. We aren't worried about the staff. We're not worried about our church. We're not worried about finances. God has blessed us with faithful people. And, and, and it isn't like people are complaining. If they are, at least I don't hear about it. So it's really good. It's really good because I don't need to hear that. We'll keep that going. If you have something real to say, come talk to me. But other than that, you know, talk amongst yourselves. Like, we don't gossip very much at Thrive. No, if you do, you stand out and look funny. But it's true. Um, come on, Pastor. You don't think we know, but we can tell. Well, um, we know. We just are very merciful. Give the discernment rest on this. And team. gracious. Um, but but so there's no. It isn't like anything bad happened. Right. It was just time. And when we began this shift two years ago, three years ago, it, it isn't like I had never gotten a phone call before from someone asking if I'd be interested in something new. Um, but it wasn't because, ooh, there's something shiny over there that looks funner. Um, it, was, it was just time. And, and it was time to get ready. And um, um, it, since then, a very unique door has opened for, for, for me and my family where I will be serving uh, in a ministry that is actually located in Washington State. Uh, it's, it's, um, 
it's a unique opportunity to work with pastors to help develop a, a particular team at a local church there that has about a, 150 on staff there. It's a, it's a very large place. Um, and so the opportunity to, to, to develop those pastors in their various campuses, their team is, is uh, uh, what I feel God would have me do. But, but more than that, it is that um, doors have opened for me. And it just so happens to be in Washington State to mentor pastors in, in other local churches. Um, nationally, there's, there's an opportunity for me to be a part of a, of a consulting group that coaches pastors nationally, as well as there's a Christian university there, um, right there in the, in, in the same place, um, that has asked me to uh, be involved in their school. And so, um, and this would be preparing pastors and future pastors that are doing their biblical studies training. So it, it, re, it was, it's that unique an opportunity where I feel, and I felt for a number of years, um, I, tell, I tell Lori, I, I feel like I, God is calling me to coach pastors, but who would want to hear what I have to say? <laughs> you know, who would want to hear me? Well, I guess some people, you know, are interested. Yeah, we, we were. Thank you. We very much were. <laughs> Thank you. No, you're um, you're great, a, Pastor. It's a home run for you. Because people might not know, you've been a teacher in the past, too. Yeah. So you get the opportunity to be involved with the school and to coach pastors. When he pulled me to the, to the side in the office and told me that little opportunity, I was like, Pastor, that's a home run. That's a easy. That's a slow pitch. <laughs> right up the middle for you. Man, that's awesome. So we are excited for you, Pastor. That's amazing. And, and I've said this to a few people already, but if, if this is what Pastor Eric has done with us here, mm. with our young pastors Come here. On. Yeah call it 10 or 20 of us, what is God going to do through Pastor Eric with 150, 200, 300 young pastors? That's, that's world-changing stuff. That's next level. And, and I just believe they just need Pastor Eric in Seattle. God just is going to send them. So absolutely, you're, you're going to crush it. It's going to be so cool. But then you still hang out with us here. And that's the best part, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and this is, again, part of, this isn't n normal, just so y'all know. If you've been in church for a while, you know this isn't how it goes. If you've been in church for a while, the old pastor just leaves, and the, they get a new person, and, and it gets all weird, and, and then that person don't make it usually, and they got to get another guy to come, or the place just, you know, declines, and, and, and this isn't how it, I think this is how it should go. I think Paul had Timothy, and, and you see mentorship in, in Scripture. Um, this isn't how it goes for some reason, but we, we think it's good. We think it pleases the Lord. But, but the other part is that, that me and my family get to still be a part of this church and that we get to be uh, involved in continuing to mentor Pastor Chris and these pastors here. I get to be in board meetings and be an advisor be, be, be a coach uh, to the team. And Sister Lori will still be leading Thrive Women. Um, you know, there will be a day that we, we believe where we will relocate to the Northwest. We honestly, truly do not know when. We do not know when. We don't. It's one big mystery. Um, but even the day that we would relocate, we would feel this is our church home. And so that's just very unique to feel very welcome and, 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 and open arms where I get to still be involved and my family gets to call this church home. That's just not normal and to God be the glory for that. Amen, amen, amen. Wow. 
I'm so glad you said that because it is incredibly unique. You know what was incredibly unique too when you had the former lead pastors here? Recently, all of them got to be on stage and share. That was Legacy Sunday. It was amazing. That was so powerful. You normally don't see that. Normally when a guy's done, if things didn't end that well, they're not going to show back up here. You know what I mean? They're just going to let the new person do their thing. They're like, whew, glad I got out of there. You know, it didn't end too well. Um, if you've grown up in church, maybe you've seen some things. I'm so excited how God has been doing this and what we believe is such a healthy way. It's so awesome. What we're going to conclude with right now is I want to go into a time of what did you personally learn from this season and how might you encourage other people? Maybe some folks here are going to go through similar things, potential transition, new opportunities, new doors, a new shiny thing uh, potentially, and also learning how to trust God, how to wait on God. How might you encourage others with this season? Pastor Eric, we start with you. I knew this question was coming. I, I think that um, what we mentioned earlier was really important about serving. And, and the, I really believe the doors that have, been, that have opened for Pastor Chris, if you know Pastor Chris's testimony, you'll know that it's a miracle that he's even here, much less so anointed and so gifted and so talented. And then for it to please the Lord, for him to lead a strong, healthy church um, because he's, he has served. I've, I've always tried to keep that, that, um, that mindset in my heart is to serve, to serve a, um, the team, to serve our, our people. So I, I think just that's been more solidified than ever, than ever, because doors have opened for, for me that I don't even feel, uh, other doors even have opened for me. And I'm thinking, why are you asking me? Like, I'm not, I don't feel particularly qualified or, um, but I think that the Lord looks at the heart, yes, right? He, like he did with David. Yeah. You look at the outside, but I look at the heart. So I think for us as a, as a people to work to keep our hearts pure and to serve uh, the benefit of others and let God um, direct your path because he has no problem getting you where he wants you. Amen. None, none. Uh, second, I would just say uh, briefly is that, that, not everything that looks good is for you. Not, not everything that's shiny is for you. There have been other opportunities before, and there's been opportunities even since we made this decision. Some, uh, and it could be like, how could this not be God? Well, it's not always God. And so to discern, to wait, and to be okay, to be at peace, say no to something that you think, gosh, I've waited so long for this, but if it's not for you, or... Gosh, I didn't know that I'd even be considered for this. But if it's not for you, don't go. Amen. Don't run. Because then you're going to waste time. Yep. And, and, and he'll have to backtrack you out of that place to get you where he wants you. And it could be that um, the more humble opportunity or the, 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 maybe even the smaller opportunity is really the gateway to something you couldn't have imagined. So those two things. Hey, man. Pastor Chris, same to you. Wow, that was really good. You did too. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> no, you're great. Man, and, and like he said, I knew the question was coming, and so then I got stuck. I, I think in particularly because there's some things I think in as we were talking in this moment that I felt like Holy Spirit was really highlighting with probably us or someone watching online. So um, I'll, I'll do two as well just to copy Pastor Eric. If you do three, you take an offering. You could do so no, three, no, I'm not two. doing three. We're Just good. Two. You're the lead we guy. We got to let everyone go. We got to let everyone go. We're good. Um, I'll just be fast. First one is uh, you just got to find people that love you and love Jesus. 
uh, I am so grateful for the person that God put in my life and the team. Uh, and even when I talk about the team, the board, the team, the staff, the directors, uh, they're just amazing. And, and, and I, I love doing life with them and working with them, even if, if it's challenging. And even if sometimes it, it could, there's always a little bit of awkward tension in any relationship sometimes, but you gotta have people in your life that really believe in you and that like they believe in your dream and you believe in their dream. You see the Jesus in them and they see the Jesus in you. And I just think that's so key. And then the second is, um, I just believe I'm really here uh, because people prayed for me. I, I feel like I'm the culmination of people's prayers. And so I'm learning that I might not see everything I've prayed for, but that's okay because that means someone else will live in that. And so I feel like this year definitely is for someone you've been praying and I just want to challenge you, don't stop. Don't stop praying. And that, even if you don't see it through your hands, doesn't mean that God's not moving and God's not speaking. And so I want to, I want to thank everyone as well for, for praying. For, you didn't know you were praying for me, but you were praying for me. You maybe were praying for Thrive or praying for Pastor Eric. And God was working it through all that. And so I want to challenge someone. Just keep praying and just, just give people a shot. Let God move in your life through other people's lives. All right. Amen. Amen. What I want to do now is church family, I just want to pray over you and then we'll bless you out and dismiss. We'll wrap up our time. This has been amazing getting to hear your guys' hearts. And I hope you've caught some things on how to really apply things to your life, hopefully, and how you can navigate situations, how you can trust God, wait on God, not try to get ahead of God, how you can discern between two great opportunities, all these different things. I think it's real life stuff that we all have to live, especially going into this next year. So let me pray a blessing over you, family. Jesus, I thank you today for this, this beautiful church family that's gathered here, all the families represented, even both here and online. God, I pray right now that you would call us and draw us into what you have for us in this next year, that we would learn how to continue to serve, how to not pull away from community, but God, how to lean into community. If things get harder and the fire gets turned up in our lives, how to not run away from you, but how to run to you, God. God, I pray that over us right now that we would grow stronger and better together, not isolated. God, I pray you continue to do that, continue to speak, give us vision. God, I pray that you would just really be the center of this church, Lord, that all of this has been built and established by you and it's for you. And God, unless you build the house, we labor in vain. So God, we pray right now that your presence would come in a mighty way like never before this next year, that a wave of your presence marking every time that we gather, we pray for that and ask for that to happen in the name of Jesus. And I pray for that over each family and person represented that when they leave this place, they'll have a greater sense of your presence and of your voice. God, I pray for an awareness of your voice to increase over us an awareness of your voice to increase over us that we can navigate tough times and navigate great opportunities by tuning into your voice. We know you as the shepherd because we know your voice. Teach us to know your voice. And God, be with us as we go and as we love others and love you. In Jesus' name, we said amen. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.